One, two, three. Do it. Oh, Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Alright, alright, we're coming right back in, Mike, to another edition of the Sculptures Podcast. I'm Ed Brown, Merkel, as always. Mike, you're across from me. You're Mike Anderson. I am. What is up tonight? <coughs> well, uh, my morale. Your you morale, yeah. You, you're, you're hot on this team right now. You're hot on the Vikes. White hot. White hot. Uh, coming up on our bye week here, so we don't have a, a game to recap. Uh, maybe we can touch just a little bit on Detroit uh, before we get into our State of the Union. Daniel Hunter. Three and a half sacks. The Vikings put up ten sacks on Stafford, and then Stafford has to go against Khalil Mack this week. Yeah. So just how how bad do you feel for Matt Stafford? Uh, you know, I, I've never really felt bad for Matt Stafford. I mean, other than I guess he plays for the Lions, uh, who, you know, seemingly are just destined for horrific things. Um, so I mean, you, what like you do? Do you think this was uh, Matt Stafford? Do I sound like a happy guy to you, Frankie? Yeah, yeah I do. I mean, you, you get rid of Golden Tate. Um, you know, they've, they've had some bigger name players over the years that have been gone. Then they get to what, maybe 10 wins the, uh, couple years ago, they make the playoffs, yeah. they end up losing and it just, they, they make the playoffs, I think on a wild card that year where they had the division and they went on a losing streak late. Yeah. They needed to win like one of their last three. And I think that was the year Green Bay won out, including beating them week 17 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just, if I'm a Lions fan, like where do you even go? It seems like somebody needs to come in and just completely tear it down and rebuild things you know what i mean right. like they just need a whole a, a rebrand a rebuild and everything um and i just don't i don't see it i mean and, and i like matt stafford i think that you know he he's a competent quarterback um but you know i also i don't know if he's a guy that can really lead you on you know playoff run after playoff run sure um I'm he, glad he needs, he needs to have a team built up around him. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad that um, you know I don't have to worry about him leading the Vikings, uh, you know, week in and week out. I think, well, a, a great I guess analogy or, or kind of to give you an idea of where I'm at. I, I think that if you put Stafford on this team, I don't know that they are even at the same record that we're at right now. Um, you probably are okay. not. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't know. Lions uh, struggling, but certainly ten sacks. Um, he had a, a, a hell of a day uh, from a you know bad standpoint, uh, like he was in hell uh, yeah. basically. And yeah, Daniel with a monster game, with three and a half sacks, I think, and a touchdown. Yep. Um, Ever also, I think like, a sack and a half. Yeah, and I think Daniel had like seven, eight tackles as well. Def- yeah. Uh, you know, defensive player of the week. So monster game. Um, yeah. No, came out. Defense is really. Uh, starting to kind of round into form here over the last few weeks, which is something we've been looking for. I think since um, uh, the Rams game, it's like 22% on third downs, something like yeah. that. 17 points averaging allowed. Yeah. So, yeah, coming coming right around. Um, this side note here, apologies to those out there. I'm, i got a little bit of a cough going on here, so if you hear that, nothing I can do about that. That's just uh, my body defying my, my will at this point. So, but anyway, State of the Union, Mike. I'm going to take a look around the entire NFL, kind of break down some of the divisions and how some of this is shaping up. Yeah. Uh, some teams have 10 games right now. A lot of teams have nine games completed. 
Uh, Vikings have nine games completed right now. Um, just coming off our bye as we as we discussed, but uh, playoff picture is starting to solidify for some of these divisions, and for some of them it's starting to heat up a little bit and starting to get a little bit close. Uh, some teams we thought were going to be there, some teams we didn't. Yeah. So let's break it off right now with the uh, AFC East. Um, <clears throat> well, no surprise here. New England on the top, seven and three. Miami five and five. Buffalo and the Jets both at three and seven. Uh, this is also being recorded Monday night, so San Francisco and uh, the Giants have not played yet, but every other team has completed their their week nine or week ten rather. Um, so yeah, any surprises in the East? Seems like it always goes through New England, and it seems like it's it's always kind of weak competition. So they kind of always benefit from that. Yeah, um, I think the East is kind of shaking out. I mean, how we we thought it would. You know, rookie quarterback for the Jets, um, rookie quarterback for the Bills. And those teams have struggled. Arguably uh, rookie quarterback still for Miami. Yeah. Um, I mean, with, with, you know, they've had Osweiler in and out. I mean, Miami is sitting there at 5-5. Five and five. They're definitely still in the mix uh, for a wild card spot. Absolutely. Um, you know, they've they've won a couple games, uh, you know, some good games, but I think they've also got a couple losses that you're like, ah, what do you, you know. If yeah. You, they're close to being that team. But, um, no, New England, 7-3, uh, and three, all three losses on the road. Um, but as you said, you know, a lot of times it's gone through New England, and so it doesn't really matter because their teams always have to come to Gillette and beat them. Well, as we'll get to here in a little bit, there's a team in the AFC West um, that I think might be where the playoffs go through in the AFC this year. So um, We'll see how much that away record ends up mattering for New England yeah. if they can put it together. Yeah, I mean, but I, I certainly I think New England will, will win the East. Um, I Both of us had that pegged. Um, don't believe... I don't believe I had Miami as a wild card spot. You? Uh, I don't think I did either. Okay. Um, at least I don't remember putting them there. Um, like I said, I, I think they have some good pieces in Miami. I think they just they need to replace the quarterback and uh, maybe tune up the defense a little bit more to, to, to make that team a bit more competitive in that division. And um, Certainly you look at stuff like the Jets have done, their defense is – Still relatively okay. Um, who knows what's going to happen with head coach this year. He's kind of had, what, four or five years, I think. He was hired at the same time Zimmer was. Hasn't had the same success, so I don't know if they they just stay consistent and say, okay, let's just ride this out. we got a new quarterback. Let's see kind of how this develops. Or if they, they look for some new management there, I don't know. Um, Buffalo's obviously a little bit of a, a crater, but they're coming off of like a 50 million dead cap this year. So they have... Uh, we have some issues they've had to take care of and get out of a hole. So yeah, um, I don't know. It's it's always interesting because this this division is always a cesspool, and then there's New England. It's it, right. It it never seems to change. So right. Right. Hopefully they can make it more competitive in the future here. Um. See, AFC North. This one is getting interesting. Um, Pittsburgh six two and one. Cincinnati five and four. Baltimore four and five. Cleveland three six and one. Um, what's really nice about these ties this year. Because they both happened in the division, so it's that'll kind of end up working itself out near the end here. Sure. Um, so again, Pittsburgh is still in control. Um, I predicted them to miss the playoffs this year. While that's still technically possible at this point, it seems unlikely given the rest of the competition around. Um, Cincinnati five and four, kind of kind of coming off a couple bad losses here in the last few weeks. Um, I don't know, thoughts on, thoughts on these guys here? 
Uh, you know, I think actually, strangely enough, the Le'Veon situation in Pittsburgh has almost united the team. Um, and you could say yeah. arguably almost benefits them because they have uh, James Conner, young kid, and he's just tearing it up right now. Yeah, too. I mean, Conner's been electric. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster's been, been good. Antonio Brown, um, you know, I, I guess I haven't heard the name as much. Um, obviously, I know he's probably having a great year. Um, but, you know, Pittsburgh 6-2-1. and one. They started 1-2-1. and one. Uh, So they've been on a little bit of roll. Uh, Obviously, this Thursday, they threw up a 52 spot. Um, they got to be averaging, you know, upper 30s over their last uh, five or so games. So that offense is really starting to click. Um, And, and you know, I love Mike Tomlin. I think he's one of the better coaches in the NFL. Um, So I I, I look for Pittsburgh to hold on, win this. Uh, You look, Cincinnati just got blown out by um, the Saints at home. and that dropped them to five and four. So, you know, with with Cincinnati, Baltimore, both of them are sitting there. There's a possibility that they could grab one of those wild card spots. Baltimore I, also, just to note, um, uh, Jay, uh, Flacco was dealing with a uh, hip injury. Yeah, I think so. Lamar Jackson time, yeah. maybe. We we'll kind of kind of see how that goes. I mean, maybe maybe that gives them a spark and that gets them out of the, the little lull they're in right now. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like you said, both these teams are probably going to be in it kind of towards that wild card race. It doesn't look like anyone's really running away with that right now in the AFC besides one team. No, yeah. Which we'll get to in a second here, but, uh, yeah, I mean... Nothing much. I mean, the North, you know, the North has always uh, been one of those kind of contested, just grinded-out um, battle divisions, you know, Cincinnati, it, it Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Kind of like Pittsburgh. the NFC North, yeah. And, and and I guess we should give Cleveland a little bit of due. They're, they're 36-1 <laughs> and one this year. But they easily could have won some of those football games. I think they missed Absolutely. a kick or two. Close, yep. You know, they, they've they've really lost some tough football games. So that is an improved team. Obviously, they won this week. It looks like Baker Mayfield is the real deal for them. I mean, I think. I mean, fifth, he was feeling dangerous. He's you know? feeling dangerous. I think that I've watched a little bit of their games throughout this year, and it seems like he's really the team loves him. They they they. They like to be around him. They get excited. He motivates the players. He's running all around. And I think that those quarterbacks, you know, tend to have more of a buy-in from the team early sure. on versus some of these rookie quarterbacks that go in they kind of go through the process. Uh, so I, I think Mayfield, they're in a good position. They've, they've obviously got some young talent there from the draft this year. And I, I think that Cleveland will be a team to watch over the next few years. But but ultimately this year it's it's not you know they've dug dug a little bit too big of a hole I think at three six and one, especially with Pittsburgh at six two and one. So I, I look for Pittsburgh to close out the North. Well, even if they win out, the, their maximum is nine six and one. That seems kind of unrealistic given uh, given the rest of this. You never uh, know. I mean that that would be close. Conference. But. I mean. That would be close, but that seems one unrealistic that they will go yeah nine yeah, six I would and agree. one and two unrealistic that 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 might not even be competitive for a wild card um, with with some of these teams in, the, in this. Uh, yeah, you never know. Four. I mean, you're looking at two teams with four losses. Otherwise, everyone else at least five. So you know, they're they're. I think they would Crazy be right there. Could happen. I'm not putting money on that. Yeah, I'm not telling you they're going to do that, but um, yeah. Anyway, moving on Let's go to, to South, baby. AFC South. All right, this this is my pick. This guy has completely shuffled around here. Uh, so we got Houston in front, six and three. Tennessee five and four, one game back there. Uh, Indianapolis four and five, and Jacksonville, the bottom dollars at three and six. Um, 
So, yeah, uh, Houston's on top. They're relatively healthy this year. So I think that plays a huge part of it. I think last year we saw um, they lost a couple key defenders early, and they just weren't able to recover. Like, J.J. Watt is a huge part of what that team does. And having him back this year, having him healthy, is absolutely massive. Yeah. And, and, and another thing, Houston started 0-3. Um, you know, people tend to forget that, I think. They, they started 0-3 this year. Deshaun Watson coming off an injury. They had a lot of guys coming off injury. And it took them a little bit of while. It took them a while to get things rolling. But now they're one of the hotter teams in the NFL. They've won six straight. They're six and three ahead in that division. A team that I picked to win the division. So I'm hoping they hang on. They did lose Will Fuller for the year, but then they also just traded for Demarius Thomas from the Denver Broncos to to kind of bolster that loss or bolster the team and, and make up for the loss of sure. Will Fuller. So overall. Houston's a team to watch. I think they're they're a dangerous football team with Deshaun Watson and, and, and the, the things they can do there. And then also, like you mentioned, J.J. Watt, very disruptive. They would be a football team I would not want to see in the playoffs regardless of if yeah. you're hosting them or having to go there. So J.J. Watt can single-handedly take control of the game when he needs to, and Deshaun Watson has, has shown that he can be explosive um, when they're clicking. So, yeah, definitely one of the most dangerous teams in the AFC. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that breaks down seeding-wise because they're, they're right up there close to two taking even a two-seed yeah. out of that. Yeah. Um, Tennessee, though, no swatches either. I mean, they've had a couple games that were kind of questionable, but they just went in and they just throttled New England 34-10. So you look at a game like that, which is almost a complete dominance on a good team, that is New England. Yeah. And, I mean... To me, if Tennessee was more consistent, I'd feel better about them at 5-4 and four making the playoffs. But right now, via tiebreakers, they're not slotted to be in if it were to end today. Um, obviously, it doesn't. We have more games to play, so um, it's going to continue. But I don't know. Tennessee, I think, is going to be one of those fringe teams that's just going to hang around. And if they make it, and if they put it together at the right time, they might be able to do some damage. But I don't think they're going to go far this year. They, they strike me... As one of those teams, uh, the Teddy team, Blair Walsh, you know, 27 wide wide left, um, one of those teams that's in almost every football game, they, they play close to an opponent regardless. And that's dangerous for both ways. You're, you're in, they've beaten some good teams this year, as you mentioned. They've Tennessee has beaten Houston. They've beaten Jacksonville when Jacksonville was, you know, Still not deemed to be three good. and six. Yeah. Um, they've beaten the Eagles this year. They, they just beat the Patriots. So it's a team that, can play with anybody, but they've also lost to the Bills. They've lost to the Dolphins this year. So it's also they they just tend to play in these close, hard fought games, and it you know it comes down to the wire. Um, I think against it uh, the Chargers, they end up losing that football game, but I believe they went for two to try to win it on the last play, um, score to get in, and a, a basically an untimed down. You know they could have kicked the extra point to tie it, send it in overtime. They opt to go for two against the Chargers. London game, uh, love that play call. But that's kind of the team. That's the sort of team they are. So sure. um, another example of a dangerous team in the South. I think Indy is starting to play a little bit better football here. Uh, they just beat Jacksonville here this week. Um, Jacksonville kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit, fumbling. Uh, I think maybe on the Indy like 15 at the end they were down three, and, they, and uh, I think it was Keelan Cole fumbled late. So that would have been possibly sending that game to overtime, but three and six. I mean, it, it's probably too late at this point. And I, I just think yeah. the the team morale and everything there 
doesn't seem great, right? Bortles, and I don't know. Let me ask you this. Is Blake Bortles a starting quarterback next year for them? No. I, I, I don't believe so. I think they got to make a change there. Whether it's you, you wait till free agents or maybe even you, you wait till Teddy Bridgewater comes up next year and you make a run on him. If the, if the con- if that if that results in you having to pay tens of millions just to cut your loss, would you do it at this point in time? Like right now in the season? No, not right now in the season, but, but in the off season. I, because right now with with the talent they have on the defensive side of the ball and Leonard Fournette, um, I I think it's a, a I think it's a situation very similar to what Minnesota was. Yeah, you got to You have everything else in place. So you have the a window. defense is talented. You have this window. I think you have to go out and you have to try to find your your answer there. It doesn't have to be someone. If you have a strong defense like Jacksonville does, it does not have to be the the top five quarterback. No. Get a game manager. It's, it's got to be a guy that can make some throws, make some accurate throws when you need him to. Get an Alex Smith. jump field down and, and just get down there and you want your defense win you games. And maybe once or twice a season, the offense has to win you games. Yeah. And you get, like you said, an Alex Smith, even a Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy somebody like that. Yeah. They're, they're all guys that can move the ball at will. They can, they're high percentage throwers. Sam Bradford. Right. Although, you well, know, man, I don't... Man, I don't Maybe not so much anymore. He should kind of hang up the cleats myself yeah, and, you know, yeah, if it's we'll me. But, but um, yeah, I think they got to fix that because clearly I don't think Bortles is the answer. They benched him for, I think they benched him for a full game, did they not? Uh, at least half a game. Um, so I, I just, they need to get that figured out because if that's their one weakness, they need to fix that. I think when you when you look at this as a whole, and we'll kind of do that, um, <coughs> you know, we'll, we'll get through the West here and move to the NFC, but... There are really two surprises to me that stick out, um, especially looking back at our, our preseason projections, and and certainly Jacksonville is is possibly the number one. Them being three and six right now yes. is not something I anticipated. I thought that defense was so much the real deal uh, that they, I, I just didn't see this coming. So th- that it's a shocker to me that they're they're sitting there at three and six. And Fournette's been out for maybe four weeks. Well, he's actually been out. He's only at least in fantasy. He's put up four points like in week two. He's been hurt or limited for almost the entire season. Yeah, until came last back, week. came back last week, had a nice game, but you know it wasn't enough. So yeah, uh, Houston, they, they got to find a way to, to, to get that together. Um, I'm not going to call it for Houston yet, but I think the way they're playing, that's where I would, that's where I tend to lead right now. Absolutely, um, kicking it over to the West. Woo! This division is getting fun. At least the top half of it is. Yeah, Kansas City nine and one. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers, seven and two, both one of, game back really. Both of our Super Bowl picks from the AFC, I believe. Yes, yes, sir. Um, Denver three and six, Oakland one and eight. Um, the last two here, not really big surprises. Um, Case Keenum's kind of falling back to to what we expected him to be. Um, obviously, 2017 is kind of a, an outlier for him. Now, I'm not saying he's a completely bad quarterback, but I think he needs a lot of pieces to be in a very specific position for him to get the production that he got out of 2017. And right now, he doesn't have that in Denver. Right. Um, they're missing some receivers that can make him look better. They're missing, I don't know, kind of that, that dynamic of the duo we had. They don't really have that in Denver, where guys can make plays off of his relatively inaccurate throws. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they had they had Demarius. Um, I think Emmanuel Sanders is a good receiver, a little bit more of a, a, a possession type receiver. But then again, that's almost you know a Thielen, 
uh, but, obviously but if Thielen got, has if got blown else, into if correct. You, if you got nothing else to take the pressure off of that that Thielen or Emmanuel Sanders in this case, I mean he's going to be covered and, and you're going to have issues. First round pick was uh, Sutton, I believe, for them this year. Maybe second round wide receiver. I don't recall. So I, I think Keenum, you're you're starting to see what we said last year. Uh, Keenum was. Not a bad quarterback. And, no, and again, not bad, we, we but, he, but he did get bailed out. He did get bailed out, and I think that you're seeing that not happen this right. year. And Denver Denver fans probably went in thinking that if they could get last year's Case Keenum, they had the ability to make a run much like the Vikings did. You sure. know, they, they have a decent defense there. They had some weapons offensively, and I think that they probably had high hopes going into the season, much as most teams do. But uh, at 3-6, and six, and you're staring up at 9-1. and one, You Kansas ain't winning City. that division, so you're, you're fighting for a wild card, and even if you win out, you're talking about 10-6. and six. I, I think you're trying to, you're trying to That's gonna be rough. think a little bit about the future. There's obviously some very good pieces there, and I think now it, it's how, how do we transition. Because you don't want to, you don't want to go into full rebuild mode. How quickly can we get back into contention? Right. And I think those are the decisions that Elway has to be thinking about right now. So, unfortunately, not the season you wanted to have in Denver, but still some pieces there, still some reason for optimism. I think long term, but certainly when you when you stare at Kansas City and the youth that they have and the success they're having right now. It's it's a little intimidating to say the least, and that's gonna that's gonna be the the sled for a while there. Yeah. So you're gonna have to figure it out pretty quick, and uh, you're gonna be up against that year after year for probably the next five ten years with with Mahomes in in his prime with some of those weapons yeah. he's got still on, on young contracts. Um, it's been a quick time here on the bottom dweller here, Oakland one and eight. Is there much to say here besides it's John Gruden in Oakland and? Hopefully you do better next year. You know, I, I've i read every sort of thing you can imagine about Oakland. Um, I would like to point out that I did say in the preseason show that I thought Oakland would be the worst team in the NFL this year. And True. And I know that that was not something that was really widespread. I think a lot of people thought that they would be competitive and, and possibly be in play for maybe one of those wild card spots. They had the talent, but to get rid of Mac, to get rid of Amari Cooper, to have tension between Carr and Gruden, I, this just seems like a toxic environment right now, and it, it doesn't seem like a place, if I was a player, that I would have any intention of going. Now, I know you've got Vegas, you've got kind of a long-term plan, and those are the positives that when you, when you read about Gruden and what's going on right now, they've got draft picks now, and he seemingly has... A 10-year plan. They signed him to a 10-year deal. You know, you can't give a guy 10 years to, to build. There's no way you're sitting here in a, 10 years from now waiting for that, you know, Super Bowl. They're going to need to do some damage earlier than that. But I think that he starts to bring in some more of his own players. They start to draft well. If they improve next year, you get another year. Um, if he's kind of preaching that this is a three- to four-year deal before you're really going to start to see some, some returns, all right, you know, I, I think... You clearly chalk this up to a lost season, but he must be having conversations with management that they're on board with. Uh, sure. But that game last week, I think it was, against the 49ers, was one of the most pathetic 
football performances I've ever seen from a football team in my life. Even worse than Monday Night Football Giants versus Vikings? I, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to compare <laughs> whatever, but I... That was horrible. Yeah. Just seemed like they gave up. Um, so, I don't know. Like I said, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that team in the future. You said they have... I think they got three first-round picks out of the Quill trade, so... They'll have three next year. And Amari. One from Dallas, uh, yeah. the Amari Cooper trade, one of their own, and then one from um, uh, Chicago, which now is going to be probably a fairly fairly late round pick. Dallas is probably middle middle round pick. So I, we'll see what they wheel and deal on there. I, I wouldn't expect them to stay put on all three other picks. I expect them to do some dealing um, if they really wanted to maximize their potential most. They just have so many needs, too, though. That's yeah, the thing. And it, it sounds like they're not even sure if they want to go with Carr, which I, I'm fine with, you know, if, if you don't think he's your guy. But if he's not, I mean, they don't really have a running back. They've got Lynch, who's hurt, but I don't think that's the long-term answer. Receivers, you just got rid of Amari Cooper, one of the younger... I think Cooper is one of the younger uh, <coughs> up-and-coming receivers in the league, and you decided, nope, doesn't fit here, doesn't mesh. So what I mean, what do you have there right, right. now? I, I don't know. It's a little bit. I would have a lack of faith right now if I was a Raider fan. Thank God I'm not. But well, I think every fan base has been through something like that in their lifetime. Yeah, maybe not quite as drastic as as that has been. But certainly, some of the teams have yeah been there, you know, close to that. But um, enough about Oakland. Yeah, let's let's move to the top, kind of the fun a little bit. Uh, Mahomes, Pat Mahomes. The, Pat Mahomes the, the show. dynamic offense that is Kansas City. They are nine and one. They are burying you. <laughs> they, they just they bury their opponents. I yeah, mean, it's, it is what it is. They, they, I mean, their defense is not great, but when you throw up forty points a game, 40, 50 points a game, you don't really need to play that much defense to no. win. No, you're basically daring the other team to beat you with offense. And I, I don't know if it's something that. Uh, Teams just have to face or get enough tape on to be able to pick up on what they're doing to destroy so many defenses. But I have a feeling it's not always going to be this high-powered. I think at some point someone's going to catch on and key into what they're doing. Yeah, they're dynamic. And that that seems like an insult to the word dynamic. You're an insult to them because it's so much more than that right now. You have Tyreek Hill, one of the fastest players in the NFL, and then when you have Mahomes and the cannon that he has and the mobility and speed that he brings, those two on their own are just almost unfair. Well, now you add a really, really good running back in Kareem Hunt who is great in the passing game and great in the running game. Then you have Travis Kelsey, one of the best tight ends in the game. They added Sammy Watkins. They, You have all these players that when you combine everything so it's it's almost like pick your poison you know what i mean oh, oh we're going to take we're going to take Tyreek out which they teams have done that a couple games well then cream hunt goes off for 40 points or more they spread the ball really well i i'd like to focus on mahomes i i've watched enough chiefs games he's just the release and i think we've talked about this before it, the ball gets out so quick and it is there it is to that receiver just i've never seen such a cannon from a quarterback, and it's just been impressive to watch. I, I think I agree with you. Things always tend to, you know, it's copycat league, right? So At some point, someone's going to figure it out. You can't copy Mahomes, right? That majority of that is just talent, but the defenses, you're going to figure out ways to kind of try to slow them down. 
um, is, is it very masochistic of me that I would actually prefer to see them in the Super Bowl? Because I think that matchup with our defense and their offense would be just an amazing game. Yeah, I mean, right now I wouldn't want to see them anywhere, so I don't know. But at this point, I don't see... I don't know that I see who stops them. It would be really fun to see a Watson-Mahomes matchup with those two offenses, and then also Houston obviously having the edge defensively. I think that that edge defensively might be enough to make that just a shootout, and how fun would that game be to watch? It would be an amazing game. Um, no, I think Kansas City is is playing at an extremely high level offensively. Mahomes has 31 touchdowns, 3,150 yards passing. We're going into week 11, 11. 10, 11. 11. And so it just unreal. Uh, Chiefs no, are rolling. Yeah. And then, you, and then you have the Chargers who... Seven and two, only one loss back. Yeah, starting to play some good football. Rivers doing the Rivers thing. Uh, Keenan Allen is starting to play well. Melvin Gordon's doing his thing. He's even missed a game or two here or there. They're still injured a little bit. I was telling you before we started uh, recording here that, that they just lost a linebacker, Perriman, for the year. It sounds like that's a big loss for them. Joy Bosa hasn't even played a snap, I don't believe, this year, who is a you know one of the better defensive players in the league. Right. So that's going to be huge. He will be back. Sounds like he could be back any time here, so that'll be a big addition for them. But they're starting to get to the point where it's like, uh, one more injury and you're kind of... I'm worried about them from an injury standpoint. If they can stay as healthy as they are right now, I think that that's a team with the experience that they have. So that's the one thing I'll say about Kansas City. They're young. They're young. You have Andy Reid. You know, last year they they end up losing out in a game, classic Andy Reid style. You know, but that was Alex Smith. That was a little bit different. Well, last year this didn't team, they start like eleven and zero, and they finished eleven and five, something like that, or. Was it they started 0-5 and then won 11 in a row? Yeah, Yeah, but, you know, and Reed has the experience that I think that that youth, he'll be able to to kind of, you know, round that edge, I guess, if you will. But it'll still be there. It will, and and I think with Rivers, you've got a lot of experience there, and so I don't know, that that would be an interesting matchup. I do think Kansas City right now, I, I'm not going to tell you that the Chargers are going to overtake them and win this division. I just don't see it at this point. Um, I'm not sure. Let me check here to see if they've played each other. Kansas City Unless you know that off the, the top Chargers? of your head. yeah. I don't know that off the top of my head, but I do know that Kansas City are, is playing LA Rams in Mexico yeah, this week. Which will be a fun one. So that'll be interesting and that could, that could be... They do have the Chargers again. So, I mean, here's the thing. Look at Chiefs, Chiefs the rest of the way, they've got the Rams in Mexico City, which is a game, you know, the NFL is losing its mind over, and then they should be. The you know. highest the highest ever over-under in Vegas. 63 yeah, and a sense. half, makes I think, sense. something like that. It's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, uh, I'd know, go over on that. Yeah, so you, so you have that game, which, it's again, it's in Mexico City, I believe. Yep. So, kind of a road game, kind of not, though. It's, you know, it's going to be... It's just going to be a sweet, loud environment. But then after that, they've got to buy it. Then they have the Raiders twice, the Ravens at home, at Seattle, and the Chargers. So when you look at Oakland, Oakland, like we've talked about, right now I think Alabama might be able to beat Oakland. I mean, and I'm normally (laughs) a guy that never goes with that argument. But, you know, right now I think Oakland, those are automatically two wins. That's going to jump them up to 11 right there. And then you've got Chargers, Ravens at home. 
let's just say they win one of them, that's going to put them at 12 wins. I just don't know that the Chargers are going to have the ability to overcome them right now, even though they're sitting at 7-2. and two. I can't believe we're sitting here saying a 7-2 and two team has no chance at a division. But the way this offense is going yeah. right now, I just I don't see it. Unless something drastically falls off, like they take a couple of, of injuries, which we, we never want to see. But unless that happens, I, I, I'm with you. I don't see it happening, which is why I think LA Chargers are going to be that fifth seed, and they're pretty much going to lock it in here in the next couple of weeks if they can stay in their health. Right, and they, and they, that would be a team that nobody wants to see. I mean, especially if they can maintain that health, the Chargers. Yeah. Going to New England, I mean that's still the, Tough again team. the Tough experience team. there, and I yep. the AFC is kind of wide open. I, I think look at New England, Pittsburgh, and now I guess we can kind of all encompass this. Um, New England, Pittsburgh, experience there, dynamic quarterbacks in Watson, Mahomes with the with Houston, Kansas City, and then you've got a Charger team. Again, like we said, a lot of experience, a lot of talent, and then who knows where you're going to come in. Maybe it's a Tennessee, though, a team that just continues to be in every football game. I don't know. It's going to is going to be fun. It'll be fun this year to actually see some competition instead of just the top two always yeah. rising. And then I don't know. I don't think New England's going to come out of the AFC. I mean, you can call that bold if you want, but I, I don't no, see. I don't it. think that's bold. I don't think that's bold right now. I, I, I think that's a, that's probably a fair take given how they played. And the, the the losses they've taken, which they really shouldn't have lost, and you look at like you said, just the high poweredness of KC. I mean, it's everything is running through KC right now in my mind. They're the team to beat. They're going to be the team to beat. I wouldn't be surprised. If, I I would honestly honestly pencil them in, pen them in as an AFC championship uh, participant. Right now, now their one loss is to New England, for the record. But it was close. It was, and it was also at New England, 40-43. But it was close. Yeah, 83. Yeah, definitely take the over this week oh, on yeah. 61. If, if you're betting on 63 and a half, you take the over because it's the Rams versus Kansas City. And then you can parlay it with the Vikings getting three and a half and just bet everything you own, and that's you're just going to cash. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we'd like to point out that our advice is not legally binding by any methods, <laughs> and you are at your own risk for betting in Vegas. Thank you. But if you do do that and you hit some, maybe we should throw our Venmos out instead of our yeah, uh, yeah. Twitter handles. Yeah. Yeah, you know, throw us a couple shekels. You know, whatever. <sighs> Anyways. Um, all right, that's the AFC. 